we don't have the answers on how to kill a uh, you know, herbicide resistant pigweed, but um, Sarah Lancaster, our extension weed specialist, will be on hand to just kind of discuss, you know, different options and, and uh, visit about that. And, you know, there's going to be Q&A for that. Farmers get a little time away from their fields during these winter months. I'm Becky Kaiser, Hayes Post and Eagle Radio News reporter. I'm with Stacy Campbell, Cottonwood Extension Agriculture Agent, to talk about upcoming informational programs for Ellis and Barton County ag producers on this episode of the Post Podcast. We love the moisture, so really I haven't heard any complaining. You know, now it's just going to get a little messy and muddy for a while, but uh, overall, yeah, the moisture's been great. Uh, we need more of it, of course. A lot of the ponds dried up last year, so that's still a, a big question. But hopefully, you know, we'll get some spring rains and, and maybe, yeah, get get off to a good... Right now, you know, we should get off to a good start this early spring. Well, we want to talk about what's happening in the interim, this kind of weather. And there's not as much going on for the farmers this time of year. And it's a good opportunity for the extension agents to put on different programs that will help out farmers and right. other ag producers. And you have a whole slate of these coming Yeah, up. this is kind of a busy time of year for us. Uh, Alicia Bohr, my co-worker in Great Bend, actually this morning has a beef program. And we had an RSVP on it. But if you want to show up this morning, just do it. Um, it starts at uh, 10 o'clock as the registration gets started at 1030. It's in our extension office meeting room at 601 Main. Um, and it'll go till about, I think, uh, 2 o'clock. Um, and then it's over and we'll, we'll get you fed too. Um, they're going to kind of have uh, talking about uh, making dollar and cents of our risk management tools. So uh, probably guys would be surprised some of the risk management tools that are out there that K-State has that are online that you can go in and and, you know, put your numbers into, mess around with, kind of get some ideas. They're going to be talking about forage sampling in a drought year. That's that's always important. Mm. Uh, cow herd nutrition coming off the drought and then a Q&A session. So that's this morning, 10 o'clock at our extension office at 601 Main. Uh, just show up and uh, we'll get you fed and get you out the door about 2 o'clock. And then you have several coming up in the month of February, but you can do your registration now. Yep, you bet. Yeah, because <laughs> this month's about over. It is, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, we got an irrigated corn production program coming up down in Barton County in, in Great Bend. It's on Wednesday, February the 7th, and it's going to be from 11 to 2.15, 2.30-ish. And uh, folks are invited to come to that. Obviously, we don't have a lot of irrigation here, so it is more for the Barton County folks, but... Um, maybe some, I imagine some of them are listening. Hopefully they are. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to have our irrigation specialist there, I think is going to be uh, a good thing, you know, to talk about how to kind of maybe look at your systems, your pivots, and can you make some improvements? Um, you know, try to, his title is to how to make more crop per drop. And, uh, so he's, he's got a lot of experience and a lot of different tools that he can show guys at the, that are actually, you know, usable for them in the field to try to get a little better efficiency on their pivots going to be talking about fertility placement rates and efficiency uh, our area agronomist lucas haig will be talking about that and then corn insect resistance to uh, gmo traits uh, what to do anthony zukoff is our entomologist down in garden city and has been working a lot in that area and we'll have some some information there that irrigated corn production school in great bend February the 7th, um, we do ask that you RSVP for the meal count. You can call our office at 628-9430 by Monday, February the 5th. Tackling challenging weeds, always a problem. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and, <laughs> and we, we don't have the answers on how to kill, uh, 
you know, herbicide resistant pigweed, but um, Sarah Lancaster, our extension weed specialist will be on hand to just kind of discuss, you know, different options and, and uh, visit about that. And, you know, there's going to be Q and a for that. That's going to be um, Monday, February the 12th, I believe. I don't have that in front of me. Mm-hmm. In Hayes, uh, we'll start at uh, registration 2.30. The program starts at 3 on the 12th of February. And um, that's going to be out at the Ag Research Center. And uh, we'll, when we conclude, we'll have a supper. So I do ask that you RSVP. You could give us a call, 628-9430. Um, I think it's on that Thursday before. So uh, give us a call if you're interested in coming to that weed control uh, program. I think we're actually titling it um what are we titling it? You're, you're, ta- you're titling it Tackling Challenging, challenging weeds. weeds. Yeah. I didn't bring that info with me. We don't have a flyer yet, but I have written it up. So, yeah. It's uh, coming up on February 12th, so yeah. you can you can register now. Then uh, in Great Bend will be an alfalfa school coming up, and that's actually the next day. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, there's much more alfalfa probably grown down in, in Barton County. And uh, so they're having a program on alfalfa management on the 13th. And uh, if you need some more information on that, just give us a, a shout and, and we can let you know about that. So, And then a couple of uh, meetings, both in Barton and Ellis Counties, regarding whitetail deer biology management. Yep, um, we're having a whitetail, yes, deer biology management program, one in Great Bend on February the 20th. And I believe it starts at 6 o'clock. And then the other one is in Hayes on February the 28th, the following week at 630 one here in Hayes is will start at 6:30 on the 28th. We'll have it at the Ag Research Center. No RSVP necessary. Just show up. Um, and our we have an extension wildlife specialist who's you know he's he's very knowledgeable, uh, very hands on. He's out in the field and stuff, and uh, he's going to talk about white-tailed deer biology, such as space use, cover requirements, nutritional requirements, managing their habitats, supplemental feeding and managing their populations. Uh, his name is Drew Ricketts, our Extension Wildlife Specialist. So he'll be in Great Bend on the 20th at 6 o'clock and here in Hayes on the 28th at 6.30 to talk about uh, whitetail deer biology management. Everybody's invited to attend. What's the population like now, Stacy? Do you know? Or do we have a yeah, lot? Yeah, I'm actually a deer hunter, and I didn't see near as many deer this year. I was talking to the landowner, and he said the same thing. And then in talking to other hunters and uh, – and, uh, uh, one of the game wardens, the numbers are down. Um, why? Probably a number of things. Drought, uh, where I hunt, there was some of the wildfire hit, you know, the, the one back in December a couple of years ago. Right. I guess it's three years ago now. So the habitat. Is, so the habitat, uh, also slow. chronic wasting disease is ah. probably uh, also, I'm sure, taking its, you know, taking a few more deer out. And then I learned there's another kind of uh, it's called, I think, EHD. I don't know much about it. Another disease that's kind of over in eastern Kansas, but I hear it's creeping this way from one of the game wardens. So, uh, yeah, just a number of things going on there. Predation, too, probably, because coyote hunting is a big, big deal. We had a coyote program recently, and, and it was well attended. And uh, But the coyotes seem to be flourishing. So, you know, those numbers, I think, are pretty high, and that probably you know, takes out some of those fawns too. So yeah, a number of things going on there, but you know, deer hunting is a big industry anymore in the state of Kansas and really across the country. Well, so, and it draws a lot of hunters outside of Kansas to our state. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they'll, <clears throat> they'll pay some good money to come hunt and stuff. So big industry. Uh, so that's kind of why we're 
having this, if guys want to try to improve their habitat, whether they've got hunters that are paying them to come in or whether they're just a hunter and want to, you know, try to in, improve their ground for, for the deer habitat, there's definitely, like with anything, there's there's tips and tricks. And so Drew's going to talk about some of that and maybe maybe debunk a few of the myths, possibly, I don't know. And uh, really, Drew's a good guy and he'll plenty of time for questions. So we invite people to come to that on the 28th. I would recommend coming down uh, Munger Road uh, in the evening times. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> right. Right. You're giving away uh, your secrets yeah. now, Jeff Liker. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I am, I'm getting tired of like having to slam on the brakes uh, every once in a while uh, whenever I'm taking the kids home. And Playing right. Dodge and so, Deer. Yeah, yeah that exactly. Quite a right. Bit. Yeah. Right. So. They know you're coming. <laughs> well, we want to also end up with something that's out there a little bit ways coming up on March 7th, but the conference is about farm and ranch transition, the, the next generation that's going to be taking yes. over farms and ranches. And that is, it's, regardless of what business you're in, it's important to plan for the future. It is. It's huge. Even if you don't have another generation coming up, you got to figure out how, what kind of plan can we get to, to lessen our tax burden and, and to try to keep that land so maybe the off-farm siblings can, can you know, continue to have, derive some income from it. So, yeah, we're going to, it's, it's a deep subject. We're just going to kind of cover the tip of the iceberg, if you will. But a lot of people just need to, I think, come and hear it. And it gets them the motivation, hopefully, to get started doing it. Because we've learned in agriculture, farmers are no different than the rest of us. We, we kind of drag our feet and say, yep, we need to do that. We need to do that. And they're 65 years old and they maybe still haven't got a plan in place. So uh, we'll kind of give you some some tips, some tools uh, to, to hopefully go forward with that plan. There's going to be kind of a, an accountant and an attorney that are local or in the area. They're going to talk about, you know, uh, some of the do's and don'ts, if you will. And then we've got a motivational speaker who's super good from Oklahoma State that's going to come and talk that kind of gets them fired up about why you should do this. And uh, that program is going to be March the 7th in Great Bend at the Great Bend Convention Center and you actually register online, and you can also see, you know, the slate, the agenda, and so forth at www.agmanager.info forward slash events. That's www.agmanager.info. Uh, if you just get on there, you'll you'll find where you can click on the uh, Farm and Ranch Transition Conference, March the 7th in Great Bend, and look and see, you know, the speakers and get registered for that. There is a cost, but I mean, you know, we're going to feed you well. You're going to also walk away with materials. I believe it's in a notebook uh, to kind of get you going. And if you got any questions, give us a call at 628-9430 for any of these programs. Do you think, Stacy, with this transition uh, conference, that it would be good to have multiple generations there for the family to come together to attend this? <laughs> That's a great question. And yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly that's what we're talking about so right that's, on the that's same a page. big part of it i mean well a lot of the reason why people drag their feet i get it is it's touchy subject you know sure, we, don't, we don't want to make the kids things. mad and everything right right and, and you can bring the kids and you can still develop the plan and not tell them what you're doing but at least they can kind of hear everybody's perspective and then maybe when those people are gone the parents grandparents maybe they'll have a little better understanding why mom and dad or grandma and grandpa did that but but yes it, multiple generations it's great that they come and uh, it's just great that you yeah you got to get started and, and you do need help with that you need to go to an uh, an attorney who's versed in ag 
Uh, They're specialized. Yes, yes. And, and, and accountants, you know, most accountants here, I think they do a lot of ag accounting so they can help you too. So uh, it is going to take some money up front, but it, it's going to save you a lot of money in the end in, in taxes and hopefully hopefully not hard feelings with the family and, and the next generation kind of can continue on and, and prosper whether they're on the farm or not. Do you have any idea, Stacy, how much of what the percentage is of family-owned farms still in Kansas? They may be big or small, but still owned by families? Oh, it's still a very high percentage. I forget what the number is. I think it's over 80%. Oh, wow. You know, but some of those family farms are pretty big, too. Right, there right. Are mul- there are thousands of acres and stuff, so, uh, you know, that have multiple employees, possibly, and, and, and you know, even a couple of siblings working, so... It, yeah, but still family farms are, are uh, very dominant in the whole country. Um, but, you know, there again, to kind of stay in agriculture, you know, you've kind of had to grow. So, you know, the farms have increased in size for the most part.